Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. This podcast is designed to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and live the life you dream about. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 428. In today's podcast interview, my guest will be sharing with you how to develop a resilient mindset. He really explains his journey and how he went from stress, anxiety, overwhelm, anger, and all those negative emotions to creating self-mastery and now living in a space of abundance, flow, ease, and so much more. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Sammy Corey. Sammy, welcome. Thank you, Heather, for having me. It's nice to be here. Well, and this is, I mean, I've interviewed guests globally, but I think you are my first guest from Dubai. So I'd love for you to give a little background. Obviously, you live in Dubai, but what is it that you do? So I'm a mindset coach and mindfulness teacher. And what I do is I help people develop mental and emotional resilience really just by understanding themselves and being able to see that we are already complete, we are already whole, and just about tapping into that place within us, regardless of the situation that you're in. Okay, but let's give a background because you already shared with me how you got to where you're at today, because I feel like a lot of people, you know, I I went through the corporate thing for 10 years going through life's motions on autopilot hamster wheel, I was miserable. So I would love to share you to share more of your background, what you were doing versus to where you got to. For sure. For sure. So like you, I was in the business world. I worked in corporate startup agency, nonprofit, started my own little social enterprise, did that for about 13 years in the business development and marketing, marketing, uh, role and what i noticed that for many for all those years no matter how well things turned out for me i was still suffering i was suffering from stress anxiety feelings of low self-esteem always feeling never enough envious angry negativity no matter how no matter what happened no matter where i went no matter what i was doing there was this gray cloud hovering over my brain Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, please be sure to leave a five-star review. I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com, and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. Again, visit my website, heatherhakes.com. I've also created a self-study course all about mindset and manifesting. You can find this on my website, heatherhakes.com forward slash course. Finally, if you are ready to deep dive and really transform your life, I offer one-on-one coaching. I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part? Everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. 
To learn more and schedule your free discovery call, visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching. Now back to regular programming. And I've always been into personal development and just the last few years, I decided to, to jump into some more advanced things like, like philosophy, mindfulness, neuroscience. And what I learned was that a lot of what I was experiencing or most of my suffering, what I learned was that most of my suffering was illusionary. It was exaggerated that there was not much grounding in reality of the mental pain that I was going through, let's say. And just by that discovery, I felt I was able to heal myself. And now I feel that I want to share this knowledge with so many other people who I feel can benefit, whether mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. And that's why now I'm a mindset coach and mindfulness teacher. And I help coach people on developing resilience and coaching teams within organizations on developing resilience. So that's my story. <laughs> awesome. So I have a question for you. Um, yeah. This suffering being an illusion, this actually takes me back to, I did ayahuasca a couple of years ago. I just wanted to experience it. I'm a very curious being. I'm willing to try new things. And you are right. The message that came to me on the first night of the ayahuasca, the second dose after a lot of physical pain and torment. And then I finally surrendered, asked for help. And, the mess, and then I had this white waterfall, like releasing and rinsing. It was a cleansing experience. But the message that came to me was, all suffering is self-imposed. And I believe all suffering is from the mind, our thoughts being yeah. the first domino that creates all the suffering. So I would love for you to share more about the neuroscience behind, you know, kind of how, how we're programmed in um, how thoughts create things. Yeah, for sure. So the reason that we tend to suffer in our mind is because our minds play a funny trick on us. And they've been playing, the mind has been playing this trick on us ever since we were born, is that whatever we're experiencing in the present moment, the mind attaches itself to the experience. And it says, I am that experience. That is me. So if someone was bullied in school or if somebody doesn't get the job that they want or they hurt themselves on doing something silly they the mind records that and remembers that and then identifies itself with that event and so all the while naturally as we are growing up from since when we were, when we were kids going through school university eventually work we are getting the same message as part of these experiences, that this message is that we are not enough and that we should be doing more with our lives and that no matter what we do, there is still more to go. And this creates a tremendous amount of suffering over all these years, over this message that has been, been put into us over and over again. So again, the mind clings to that message and the mind believes that message. And this is like you're saying, the source of of our of this suffering of this illusionary suffering again it's not to say that people don't suffer for other reasons in their life that are physical and that are in their immediate reality sure but we have to be honest with ourselves and ask okay the reason for my inner turmoil is this 
part of my immediate reality or is this a projection of my mind? Do you do a lot or do you talk much about the ego? So what is the ego? The ego is essentially the image that we create of ourselves. It is the illusion that we have of ourselves based on our past experiences. We take our culture, we take our good and bad experiences, we take our goals in life, our passions, we bundle them all together and we point at it and say, that is me, that is who I am. And while there is nothing terribly wrong with having an ego, because we do need our ego in, to, to live in life and to go through practical realities, the problem happens when, we, when the ego controls us. The problem happens when the ego is overstretched and takes over our entire being. So this is, I think, um, a very interesting starting point. <laughs> well, and so in that note, what I have learned, and actually I literally just watched a YouTube video <clears throat> this week, but this guy was teaching. I love the idea because you're right. The ego latches onto and creates meaning. But this guy was sharing that when you say um, me or I, if you instead replace it with the me, or even if you're using, you know, I am feeling sick, the me is feeling sick, then you're able to detach from that and realize kind of the identity that we're creating around it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, you could say that, or you can say, instead of I am sick, you can say I have sickness. Instead of saying I am angry, you can say I have anger. Mm. This, is, this is where the, the distance occurs between you know, yourself and your experience. And what I find very interesting, and I, I would like to hear, I'd love that, you know, people talk about this more is what is the rationality behind that? What is the logic behind what we're saying that, okay, you, you, you have an experience, but you are not an experience. And from what I've been learning and thinking about is, Let's take a thought experiment. Let's say that, okay, you are in Denver, Colorado, and you've had all your life experiences, the good and the bad. And then you say, oh, all these things have happened to me. Therefore, I am those things. Okay, now let's not go too far. Let's say that you have the exact same parents, but you did not grow up in Denver, Colorado. You grew up, for example, in Sydney, Australia. Would you have the same experiences? Would you have the same successes and failures? Would you have the same ups and downs? Most likely not. Again, when we're saying that you are the same being, you are the same living organism, but you are placed in a different, in a different country, you will have a completely different life. Mm -hmm. Therefore, how can you say that I am my experience? How can you say that I am my successes or I am my failures when these are things that are just happening around you I'm curious what was it a shift in perception or what is it when you were able to go from that old guy who was angry and impatient and suffering into who you're being today for sure so 
I've always had a very high level of self-awareness. I've been very, uh, always since I was young, I mean, I have a good memory. I'm always aware of what I'm thinking and what's going on in my head and what's going on around me. So I've always had that self-awareness where I've always been connected to something inside of me that was always at peace since I was a child where I was simply happy for no reason, where I was fulfilled for no reason at all. Simply, again, if I was to put that experience into words, simply in awe of life. That was always inside of me. And I believe that is that same essence is inside of everyone. But the problem is, once you go through the motions of life, things, your, your vision gets blurry. A fog arises where you no longer see that part of you that is, is inherently and naturally fulfilled. So when I got to that point where I was just constantly in a bad place mentally and never satisfied and never fulfilled, I felt that I could still connect to that, that essence within me that was always whole, that was always satisfied with life. And I would just keep on connecting to that and accessing that. And coupled with this return to my true self, if I may, coupled with that, I was just going on a learning journey and learning about the mind and about mindfulness and about neuroscience, which, funny enough, confirmed a lot of what I was experiencing. It confirmed a lot of what I had experienced as a child feeling this natural fulfillment and confirming that whatever lack of fulfillment that I'm feeling today is simply a mirage. Mm. I'm curious because you said that you were able to connect and access that inner being and you keep going back. So how are you mm. doing that? Cause you're right. I believe we all have that. I call it like the internal compass our intuition. How are you connecting to it? It starts, it, it is a journey and because I don't want to say that it's something, it's not something intellectual, it's not something even emotional, it's something experiential. Yeah. It's experiential the same way that you can, you can feel your eyes within your head, <laughs> something like that. Um, it's experiential, but it doesn't start off that way. And that's why all these techniques that we use, all these coaches and therapies and and apps, at the end of the day, they are there to open a door within us. So in the beginning, accessing that, that essence within us, it can, be, it can start to be intellectual or start to be emotional just to get you through that door. So intellectual as in, well, okay, um, you know, I see this person, do I dislike that person because of anything he or she said, or do I dislike them only because they remind me of some person I didn't like back from my past? That is quite just something to think about intellectually. And you say, okay, well, actually, I'm just putting my own biases on this individual. I'm putting my own negative past experiences on this individual. Therefore, it doesn't really make sense for me to say that I don't like this person. Again, that is the intellectual approach that is the first step and when you the more you start removing the layers the more you start you start shedding 
these falsities that you are experiencing, eventually you access that place of wholeness because you realize that there's been a fog that has been pulled over your eyes to take you away from who you are. As an example, is one way of doing this meditation by calming the mind, calming the body and being present? Yes, meditation helps because not only does it help you relax and help ground you in the present moment, but it also gives you access to that essence of wholeness that we're talking about. It gives you access to that place that shows you that everything is as it's meant to be. Everything is fine. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to attain that the peace already exists within you. Everything that you're looking for is already there. That is, I believe, a large part of meditation and a large benefit, of course. But how do we share that with people when we have been conditioned generations to seek external fulfillment and happiness and travels and success and goals when I know and I hear you and there's so much, you know, previous teachers telling us the kingdom is within, but how do you have that paradigm shift to feel complete, whole now without needing any of that? The way to educate people, to show them that they are already fulfilled and they have everything within them, and it might sound maybe not so nice, but it is to show them how their current lifestyle and their current way of thinking is harming them. To show them that you know, the way that you choose to perceive yourself and the way that you choose, because it is a choice at the end of the day, the way you choose to perceive your life, the kind of person that you choose to be, this is the source of your suffering. If you, have, if you chose to be a different person, if you chose to see things differently, there's a large chance that you will not suffer as much as you do. And, and you explain to them, you explain to them the, the, the rationality. But again, different people work differently. You know, I think I'm a very rational guy. Obviously, I have my emotional side, but what I've found that has helped me in my own healing is simple logic and rationality and science. Now, there may be other people who respond to things more emotionally or they respond to things more spiritually. So whatever method or argument that you're using, I think that it has to point to show that the way you are currently choosing to see yourself and to see this life, this is what is causing this inner turmoil. Okay, so let's give a real world example. What I'm hearing from you is this big word choice. And you yeah. used to choose anger and suffering and you were, that was the identity you had chosen until you decided to choose again and show up differently. So can we walk somebody through who's listening right now and realizes, sure. wow, I am, I am negative. I'm impatient. I have a lack mindset. I hear you. So how do I show up? Mm positive and loving and abundant. For sure. So I will give a, a real world example, which is just my example. 
where I chose, like many men, I chose to be this alpha male guy. I chose to have this alpha male persona. Why did I choose to have that alpha male persona? Because again, like many men, I was made to believe that you have to be the tough guy, you have to be entitled, you have to win all the time, you have to be Mr. Popular, you have to, wherever you go, the world has to roll the red carpet before your feet. This is what I was taught, both on an implicit level and explicit level at various points in my life through various sources, community, schooling, friends, peers, work, media, and even though I knew that I was not this alpha male guy, I still felt compelled to adopt that persona, that I chose to be that guy. And that's when I realized that me choosing to, that was what was causing all this envy, this anger, this negativity, this anxiety, that was the source. That, that I chose to be this person. And how did I get out of that? How did I heal? Just as we were talking, it is about letting go and shedding the false personas and shedding the illusions that have, that shedding the illusions that have consumed our minds. I love that. Okay, so question for you, since, I mean, this is what you coach on, this is what you live and this is what you teach mind resilience training and self-mastery. Can you share some high yeah. level tips or techniques or you know how to even get started? So the first, the first goal is relaxation. So the first thing is to understand what is it that helps you relax, whether it's meditating, whether it's yoga, whether it's running, journaling, writing, when you learn how to relax, you clear your mind. When you clear your mind, you see things in a better perspective. You see things as they are. You see, th you see the world as it is, and you also see yourself as you are. The first step is awareness. And in order to get that awareness about your triggers and what is bothering you and what's causing you that anxiety, you need to cultivate inner stillness. You need to develop a calm mind. So that's the first step is really finding out how do I relax? Now, once you relax, once you have that awareness of what's bothering you, actually, let me say that again. Once you relax, it really is about taking an honest look at yourself. This sort of work takes honesty. You have to look at yourself in the mirror with all your vulnerabilities, with all your insecurities, and be brutally honest with yourself about what is triggering you, what is causing these inner struggles to surface. Because how can you solve a problem if you're not aware of the problem? So once you know what that problem is, then you start tackling it. And you tackle it through many different tools and techniques, depending on, on uh, what you're trying to go through. So I don't know if you want to throw me an example that I can work on. Well, I think on that note, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting new results. 
But I, you know, is this something where in a spiritual sense, are you sitting and quieting and calming, creating that space and asking mm. for guidance? Because I think a lot of people would be sitting in the space, getting quiet and this being so unfamiliar. They're mm. like, well, I have no idea how I'm going to change. Yeah, so, so sorry, what, what's the question there? So the, what I was asking is from a spiritual sense, this is something I've mm. done. So when I get in mm. quiet and I get in meditation, I literally have a mantra, show me the way. I am asking for guidance. Yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. It is about surrender. It is about surrendering, surrendering yourself to the universe, surrendering yourself to energy, the energy that exists within us, the energy that exists within this planet, everything is energy. I'm energy, you're energy, the room's energy, the desk is energy, the, the laptop is energy. It really is about surrendering to that in one way or another. And when you surrender, things, amazing things start happening. Even if it's as simple as not getting so worked up when things don't go your way, not getting bothered when a family member says something silly to you not getting annoyed when you know your best friend doesn't come to your birthday you're not annoyed from these things because you have expanded yourself you have opened up you have expanded your state of being to the world you have given yourself to the world you are letting the world go through you you are letting all the experiences pass through you at every level and when you allow that to happen when you welcome the world and its energy with open arms, you see very few reasons to get upset about things. And okay. again, everyone has their own way. Yeah, sorry. No, you're fine. So I think from here, because I, and I, I hear this, but I've also been studying this for years. And what I would love to do is to make this lighter and more fun and help people realize, okay, when you go through this process, because it is a journey, when you are literally shedding these old layers and, and breaking the habit of being yourself, let's paint a picture and show them what it's like. As Dr. Joe Dispenza says, you know, you're going through the river of change. Let's mm. talk about what it's like on the other side when you're living in flow and ease and peace and calm. Tell us what that's like. For sure, for sure. When you're going with the flow of life, you're, it's literally like you are, it's like you're, you're on a log ride, like in those amusement parks where you're just enjoying the, the splash, you're enjoying the water, you're enjoying the unexpected ups and downs because you're accepting life as it is. You are accepting life as an experience and not something to, to, uh, to get out of it. You're not looking for an outcome. You're, you're just surfing the waves. You're surfing the waves because you accept yourself and you exert, you're surfing the waves because you accept your, accept life as it is. So it's, and it's a journey. It's never ending. It, it continues and it gets better. That's for sure. It gets better because, you know, a little bit on the neuroscience side, you're, your brain has become accustomed to seeing and experiencing life in this new way. You've transformed yourself to be at ease. You've transformed yourself to relax 
in any situation that you wish through accepting yourself and accepting this world as is. You know what this makes me think of? I, I refer to myself as a recovering type A. I used to be very structured, had to plan everything out, had to map it out. I needed to be in control of my life. And I have been able to flip and yeah. to become a lot more spontaneous. And sure, I might still have plans and things I would like to do, but I, I just, I don't map things far out anymore. Yeah, totally. And I mean, there's a saying in there's a saying in Zen, which is aim, but do not expect. Aim, but do not expect. Aim, but don't try to grab that outcome. And what that means is it's still act in this world, live in this world, be who you need to be, put yourself out there, experience life, but yet don't be so attached to the outcome. Because simply put, the outcome might not always go your way. So if you're letting go of the outcome, you're simply experiencing life. And when you experience that life, you, there's nothing, like when you experience these things, you're just enjoying yourself. You're not, you're not looking for anything. You're not trying to grab anything. You're just going with the experience for the sake of going with the experience. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. And what it reminds me of, I came across a quote lately that said, what if life doesn't go as planned? What if it's even better? Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious, since you've been doing this work, I would love to kind of paint a picture. What are your daily rituals like? What are you doing to stay resilient and mm. present and mindful? For sure. So I have a morning routine which I live by I try to wake up early around six or seven I go for a run not too much just not too long 20 minutes break a sweat come back home I do some stretches I do some basic yoga I'll shower I will then I'll then um, do some basic breathing exercises I'll do some breathing exercises the alternate nostril breathing the um, they call it the, the breath of fire, deep breaths. And I do an intention and gratitude prayer, just being grateful for what, what I have, putting my intention out there of the kind of person that I want to be today. And then I go and I have a hearty breakfast, read a book, green tea and chocolate. Oh, chocolate in the morning. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm... I know it's my guilty pleasure. It's my vice. Well, and I, I just have to share this. I know the importance because, you know, we're human, right? So sometimes I do fall off track and sometimes my mornings aren't as, you know, the same thing over and over. But I have realized when I don't wake up and I'm not as intentional, my days are, they just feel off. The energy's not the same because I don't have that alignment, I don't have that focus. So what I would offer people is figure out whatever that morning, I like to call it a ritual rather than a routine because yeah. you can derive the word rut from that. But anyway, come up with this morning practice to be intentional with your day, movement, breath work, you know, whatever that looks like for you. And I, and I think that um, whenever we fall off the bandwagon or whenever we, 
whenever we fall off the bandwagon or wherever we feel that we've tripped up, it is essential to have some compassion for ourselves. Mm -hmm. It is essential to forgive ourselves and to understand that when we are, when we are going through any new habit or any new change or any new transformation, we are going to slip up. It's, it's inevitable. And I think by having that perspective or reminding ourselves that we're going to slip up, not to say that we're being pessimistic, not at all, but understanding that, okay, I might slip up along the way, that helps to uh, mitigate whatever emotional turmoil that comes up when, when we fall off the bandwagon. It's using compassion, forgiveness, being empathetic towards ourselves. Mm-hmm. And having that compassion for the self helps along the journey because it is a long journey, the journey of healing, the journey of strengthening yourself, it takes time and there will be hiccups along the way. So just by understanding that there, that there will be hiccups and being okay with it is a lot more powerful than you think. Thank you, because that's such a good reminder. And really what I wrote down was self-compassion, forgiveness, and then choosing to get back on. For sure. Yeah. Okay, so question for you. We've talked about a lot. What is a key takeaway you want listeners to get? The key takeaway, it's important to understand who we really are. And it's important to live in alignment with that authenticity, to live in alignment with our true nature. And one of the ways is to is to understand one of the ways to find out who your authentic self is or what your real nature is, is to look back on who you were as a child. What was it that excited you? What was it that stimulated you? What was it that made you feel alive, even if it's for no reason? So I feel that by turning inwards and looking back to those days where you were simply at peace being and clarifying what it was that gave you excitement for life, those are the elements that will help you live authentically. Those are the elements that will allow you to understand your true nature and who you really are. I love that. And that is a good reminder. What I would love to do now is ask you a few rapid fire questions to wrap up the interview. Sure. What is uh, the first one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? Self-acceptance. That's uh, just, that's, that word is enough for me. Self-acceptance. I love that simple, simple. Sorry, do you, sorry, do you want me to elaborate on that? No. Sorry, in the rapid questions, do you want me to elaborate? Nope, simple is great. Cool. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? I am currently reading The Concise Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. And it is a fascinating book. I highly recommend it, especially for those of us who are curious about human nature, who are curious about the mind. I feel it's, it's, it's amazing. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? The advice I would give my younger self is to be true to yourself, 
and to not worry. I love that. And what a great note to end on. Sammy, thank you so much for this conversation and joining me today. Thank you so much, Heather. It was a pleasure. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'd love it if you could leave a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.